It's yeah, it's the host with the most, Edwin. Coming back at you for another episode of the Kruger Dissection. And I know I've been away for quite some time to try to figure myself out, figure out my own mental health. But I'm back, better than better than ever. And today I'm very very excited to be joined by the amazing luxury furniture store. Uh, this right here to my right is Ether. Hello. I'm Proteus. And we have Spectre over here. How's it going? Well, so how are you guys all doing tonight? You know, with the whole, it's first Friday tonight. None of us are out. I'd much rather be inside. It's freezing outside. Oh, um, yeah, we're, we're just uh, getting settled into our new um, rehearsal space right now. You know, um, yeah, tonight's, it's, you know, I was doing a bit of partying yesterday. So I'm just going <laughs> to recuperate tonight and just kind of do some productive stuff here at the jam space so yeah yeah, yeah cool, we cool. can't i mean we can't really do that much productive stuff because my synth broke uh -oh. <laughs> so <laughs> we have to fix that before we can start playing again yeah we're currently under um we're looking around you know to fix that synth yeah it's a retro synth from like the 80s so, oh so yeah. it's like one of a kind yeah it's, not one of a kind but, but it's like, like one of the synths from the 80s the juno 106 yeah yeah and it's so it's like kind of hard to replace because it's like old. It's an rare. easy part to replace, but um, we need like a desoldering iron. Is that what it's called? Yeah, just some kind of like like a solder sucker. Yeah, a solder <laughs> sucker. <laughs> so we need that special tool. So we're trying to find someone to help us out there. But yeah. Yeah, my friend Jay Jay is supposed to do it, but uh, he hasn't. He's out of town and on some business. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, he was gonna do it for us, but uh, we haven't been in contact for a little bit. But uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, we're just kind of making it here. Um, so you wanted to know about the yeah the origins. So yeah, the origins of the band. Yeah, the origins of the band was we. Um, well, you and Spectre used to go to school together. Yeah, yeah. me and Spectre used to go to school together at CSN doing audio production. A music business and um, yeah uh, I just I just you know I sat next to him or something I think and uh, yeah, we, were, no, we were assigned like the same group project oh yeah uh, huh, yeah we were assigned yeah. to the same group project yeah and then yeah we were just like doing doing you know you know I, we were just doing the same group project at in communications class right yeah it was like communications 115 I think yeah it was all um, it was all natural the way we met. Uh, we just met, and then um, that was kind of that for a little while after school. Um, um, also, I mean, every time like we hung out or something, we would talk about music. I was like, "Oh, this guy likes um, cool bands like Beach Fossils and stuff." I was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool." So you know, I just kept that noted in my head, and then later on, uh, I was like trying to join like some bands around town through Craigslist and stuff. And then uh, I I met him again after after having met him like at school, after we had, you know, parted ways or something, right? Yeah. After we had yeah. parted ways, we uh, met him again after, in, in like in a band. And then we both, we both kind of like, we're like, oh, that's you, you're the guy from, yeah, you're that guy. And then <clears throat> that band actually ended up not not going anywhere. And then uh, we just kind of parted ways from there again. But then we met up at another band, I think? Uh, yeah, no, it was at, I think I was at, oh yeah. And then I asked if you wanted to join another band that I was gonna do a thing, like with, that I was oh, a yeah, part yeah, of. Oh yeah, 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 we met again. Yeah, we met again and then that didn't end up working out. So we're just like, screw it, let's just start our own band. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, uh, at the time we didn't have a rehearsal space or anything. So we actually ended up borrowing um, Ether's um, art space to just kind of jam it in at UNLV. She had like a, uh, a like an like art studio and we just jammed in there. It was just a little keyboard and just like acoustic guitar or something. It was just like a really small, yeah. we're just jamming, messing around. Yeah. And then 
that eventually led to us getting a jam space and so on and so forth, and then we became a band. And then um, we went through a few few musicians before we decided to add uh, Ether to the band. But um, yeah. We know each other because we're dating. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're we're dating, and she was always like, you know, you should be doing this, you should do that, like giving like giving me feedback and stuff, and you know. I was like, and just one day I was like, why don't you just join? It's just fine as well. And then um, also, yeah, I also had a thing in my head where I was like, I wanted everyone in the band to be a Scorpio. I don't know. Spectre doesn't We're all really. Scorpios. Spectre I'm a Scorpio too. Yeah. No shit. Really? Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I was like, that would be funny if like everyone in the band was Scorpios because he was he was a Scorpio and I was. He doesn't. Um, Spectre doesn't really. He's not a really. You know, he's not a believer in all that. But. <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know. You have no skeptic. Yeah. Um. I was that. I guess that can go like segue into the name because in the originally we were gonna be called uh, House of Pluto. Oh yeah. Scorpios and Pluto, right? Yeah. And then we just ended up. We were just like too too like trying to focus on some type of name, right? Yeah, we were, we weren't like at we were one trying point. To make, make something serious. Yeah, we were trying to make names and stuff, and uh, House of Pluto was one of them because uh, you know we wanted to. We were all we wanted it to like you know kind of play on that whole thing, but uh, yeah, we we changed so many names, and then eventually we stuck with uh, luxury. Well, we we actually just uh, we we were going through so many names that like we're just like all right. In my head, I was like, the next the next name somebody comes up with, I'm just gonna go with that. And then uh, Julian made a joke. He was like, oh, what if we did like furniture store? Just called it furniture store. It was kind of like Pet Shop Boys or something, right? You kind of alluded to Pet Shop Boys. I don't think I don't think I even had that idea. I don't know. That was your idea. That was your idea. Yeah, and then I was just like, I, I don't even know. I was, I was just like, fuck it, I don't care. So, so if anybody hates on it, it's Spectre's fault. Oh, damn. And then, oh, man. And then we're like... You gotta take responsibility for something I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> Every time someone's drunk ever. Yeah. Damn. Well, I mean, I don't know if anyone really comments on it. I mean, people for for the most part, everyone likes it. I, I, Actually, I, I think everyone's to just change, like change your name like since like for a while, and then everyone just keeps going, like turns it down. They're just like, don't change the name. That's like oh, perfect. Geez. That's perfect. Furniture's <laughs> like the hell. I tried furniture store. Well, it was it was just called furniture store at the beginning, and I was and I told uh, Ether I like um, I like um, you know talked to Ether about it, and then she said uh, she was like, how about Okay, I like that, but how about luxury furniture store? And that's how yeah. it, it's like a collaboration of sorts, you know. And yeah. then that, I think that's kind of the point of it is that like I didn't want it to just be like oh like it's a it's like a me thing or something. It was just I kind of wanted everyone to be like working on it together, and, you know, kind of bringing their own thing to the table. And that's kind of how yeah we maintain this band. That's also like the the way we can. That's how we've been able to stick together for so long, just because like, you know, we all we all bring something to the table. It's not just like we all we all you know share the load. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And going back to the whole like college thing, and you guys constantly like, running into each other. So I know probably not gonna not probably not a believer in this, but uh open question are you guys like, a believer in like fates and like destinies because kind of seems like you guys kind of meant to like do a band together sometimes it, you know it just works like that um i don't really think about stuff like that that much but like i actually like now that i think about it you know like in retrospect it's like kind of like you know i kept running into him that's like i mean that's gotta be it's something, gotta be right? a sign i yeah. feel like specter was meant to be in our lives because i remember before i met you I saw you at Cafe Gabby, and as soon as I saw you, I was like, I, I messaged Proteus, I was like, I've never met uh, Spectre in my life, but I saw him at Gabby. Can you ask him if he's at Gabby? And he's like, yeah, he is. <laughs> so, like, I knew exactly how you looked like before I ever met you, yeah. and then I also knew that you took Japanese in middle school. Yeah. At, what was the... Was uh, I was at Johnson Junior High. Yeah, Johnson? But, yeah. but see, like, I would have never known that because we have kind of like a big age gap. So it's just like, we never went to school together. I just knew everything about him yeah. and how he looked even before I met him. 
Mm-hmm. Makes sense, makes sense. All right. Wait, so then, follow-up questions. Uh, what is the age gap between you guys? Mm. Yikes! We like, to, we, like to, <laughs> we like to remain anonymous. Anonymous? Okay. I like that's that. A, that's like one of the things that, like, you know, like the mindsets that we try to keep in a lot of our things is anonymity. Or, does that make sense? I guess that's yeah, also why we have the names as well. Because it's easier for us to just embody a character and kind of get into the, the character. yeah into the art and remove our like kind yeah, of remove, remove our yourself, personal yeah, lives from, personal from, life. from you know like i don't know like i mean i don't know if we're going to be famous or anything but like if, if in the future we did get famous i don't want people i want to be able to walk down the street and nobody knows who i am you know right. that's kind of that's kind of what i'm like looking forward to if like from this makeup thing like that we put on and stuff is that like that's 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 another skin. Like I, I get into a different skin, and once I'm off the stage, I crawl out of it, and then I'm just my normal self or something. Just you know? some guy. Yeah, I'm just a guy, just one of the you know one of the people in the audience or anyone. Just yeah, yeah just a guy. Just, just a normal guy. Just a normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really interesting, and that's really why I like want to talk to you guys a lot, because I noticed like I didn't notice the character. I kind of guessed the characters with the names, but I definitely took note of like the whole makeup, the outfits. It's definitely. You guys definitely do like embody like a different creature. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, especially with like me personally. Um, I don't know if you guys like looked at like my pages or anything, but I never post my face. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with masks. I always wear a mask. And it's the, like the whole like uh, anonymity thing. Yeah. And the whole like, I'm shy and nervous myself, but when I put this mask on, no one knows who I am. So mm-hmm. I'm able to express myself in any way I want. Yeah. 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 So, like, yeah. you feel kind of like you know a little like empowered in a, in a like way. It gives you like new newfound confidence if you're just like able to become something else entirely. You know. Yeah. Like become. It's not becoming something else that you're not, but it's becoming something else that you're scared to become. Right. Because yeah. you just don't want to be judged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're free of judgment at so, that point. So it, it, it's kind of like we're getting. Um, like we're getting a rarity here. Like we gotta like savor this moment. The fact that we get to see your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, literally, yeah. <laughs> and this also yeah. really turned like really philosophical, like really quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. Cool. So, is with the makeup, is it like purposefully clown inspired, or what's the inspiration behind that? Because I know you guys have your own little thing you like to do. Hmm. Yeah, know. so like all of the visual stuff is is me. Like we usually have like kind of like set roles in the band. My role is like visual and just design and things. And I'm inspired by Visual K. I've loved Visual K since I was a little girl. Like, you know Visual K? I've heard of it. Like, have you heard of Duran Gray? They're like the biggest band. They're it's like Japanese alternative rock. I want to say I've heard of it, but yeah. I can't like pinpoint anything. Definitely, if you've heard the song, you will know. But um, yeah, so they visual K is just visual, the word visual, and then K is like fashion. So um, yeah, so it's just it's mostly it's like about the looks and the sound, and that's what I think like being um, being art on artist is about. It's about the visual, the all the senses. And that's what we try to do with um, mm-hmm. yeah. with our shows as well. Yeah. Try to entice the the eyes, the ears, the nose. It's like the, the whole package, you know. You can't you can't just like. I mean, there are, I respect a lot of bands who are just like, you know, they they just have like a they're just normal people just upon stage and they play music. But I don't know, like the way we go about things is like my philosophy is that like music is an like it's just it's an entertainment when people go on stage they want when people go to a show i feel like i personally would want to see a whole thing you know not like yeah just the music and like i mean i could do that too but i personally want to what i want to do is you know just you know hit people at all senses and we're we're like we're thinking of other you know like we're um discussing it amongst ourselves but some one of the ideas is like hit people with like senses or something like at a show, you know, like have like a certain scent, like smell or like, <laughs> or like people yeah. hit people in different senses, like taste even like, 
Yeah, well, we usually give out like the communion crackers. So that's the taste. Yeah, that is the taste. yeah that's the taste <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah. So we want to like, pe- like hit people in, in all senses and like not just the, you know, like the audio, but like visual, you know, all of that. I'm still going to maintain that the, uh, communion, the communion wafers have always needed hot sauce. He wants hot sauce on the side. Honestly, I think that would be a really good thing to taste. But hot dude, it's with... just, it's like literally two seconds of your life. I feel like getting out the hot sauce, pouring it on, <laughs> now you're making it a big deal. <laughs> well, look, it, it is a big deal. There's some fan out there, okay? <laughs> or, okay. What, or maybe the possibility is getting those like hot sauce like packets that they give <laughs> yeah. out at like fast food places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that way the, the person can do it themselves. Yeah, true, yeah. true, true, true. Luxury, luxury restaurant. Maybe so they start asking brand. questions at like Taco Bell, like they can mind their own business, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we put our sticker on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so with the whole like entertainment thing and shows, um, you would say like re- really trying to get like a ten dollars worth at house shows. Mm-hmm. Almost. Well, not yeah. like that, but like in like a joking way. Yeah, like we're really trying to, you know. Make give people the a whole experience you know rather than just like uh you go to a show and then whatever actually like lately like what we've been doing what i've been personally trying to stress at shows is that we have like an after party even like just just automatically there has to be an after party just because i personally don't like it when people just you know they get out of work they go to a show and then after the yeah, show's the over, like you over just go home. Like noon, I, don't like I, mean, noon. I don't like that. I don't like that. Noon night. I feel like a show. I feel like a show should be part of like a bigger thing. You know, it's like it's like a whole day of, and uh, like we're just all trying to get together and have a good time and like a whole day of partying and whatever. So I try to you know every time I throw a show, I always like tell my booking guys like, hey, we should. Is there an after party? We should throw an after party, and if there is, we should announce it. Yeah. And it's all part of like the whole, you know. It's all part of that for me. Were you a Denny's guy growing up? Like after shows, you would go to Denny's with your friends. Focus up, Denny's. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love that video. <laughs> oh, any of you like De- like Denny's people? Because I know I do that sometimes. Like after a show, if it's like late as hell, I'll be like, "Hey guys, let's go, let's go to Denny's." Yeah, I, am. I, I was a Denny's girl, but I was a marching band. So like after we would do the football games, we'd be like, "Oh, let's all go to Denny's." Or oh, I was also a theater person. So, so. You were both. Yeah. You were both a band and a theater kid. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a, I mean, a, I was too, but still. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd say that breakfast food is better than parties, so yeah. yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. What's it goes to order from that? That is the party. Mm-hmm. You just gotta have a party, I Eggs. think. Uh, yeah, Spectre's been a vegetarian for how long? Since oh, you were shit. like 13. Uh, no, since so I was like 9, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Was that my choice or were we like forced into it? That was my choice. At 9? Yeah. Like, like 9? Yeah. Oh my fucking god, I just went vegetarian like 2 years ago. Yeah. And so I feel, that's, that's fucking yeah. it. Yeah, Damn sometimes, sometimes he tells me the wildest stuff like, because yeah. I'm pescatarian so I'm not really like that strict on it, but he'll be like, you know you can't eat Kraft cheese. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't think I said anything about craft cheese. Was it craft cheese or what was it? Some some type of cheese has a. Oh, uh, import cheese does contain rennet. So yeah, rennet. Unless you are being very diligent about that, you, you have to kind of avoid that. Um, but cheese made in North America is generally pretty good. It's still Plastic. safe for that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely. So. With you two keep running into each other and finally figuring out, like, all right, none of these other bands are working, let's do it ourselves. And then bringing up Aether into the project, because, mm-hmm. you know, you guys, you know, very cute couple. Oh, thank you. Like, um, so then how does, you know, one piano and one acoustic guitar transform into your guys' sound today? Because mm. it's very, very different. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've evolved a lot. Um, we've changed up a lot of things and I don't know. It just, I don't know. It would just start out in the beginning. We start off as like a kind of like a. Actually, when we started it, we wanted to make something like what we're doing right now. Yeah. But then we kind of deviated away, like just kind of detoured away from that initial idea, and then we started going for more of like a psych rock thing. Um, 
I think that has a lot to do with the fact that we had like um, some band members in there that were like kind of influencing us in that way, in that direction. But ever since they left, we, we just kind of started going back into how we initially, you know, how we initially wanted the band. And then, um, yeah. And yeah. Huh? Do you need a light? Oh, no, I no, I can't smoke in here, uh. actually. I wish. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, the sound that is right now was what we initially wanted to do. And then, um, yeah. So, if anything, like the older stuff that we, we've done was, the, that was a detour. And what we're doing now is we're finally doing what we wanted, it, what we set out to do from the beginning. Um, yeah, and I just really like synths, and um, we had like one synth in the beginning, like an acoustic guitar or something, but yeah, we we just kept on buying gear and buying gear, and then eventually just, yeah, this, the sound kind of shaped, you know, according to the gear we were buying, I guess, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that whole thing like exactly worked, the transformation, it just, there were like some conscious decisions, but there were also a lot of subconscious, unconscious decisions yeah, that I mean, we made. It was fairly gradual. I like I know it all kind of started like around like we started kind of swinging back into those tendencies like right around the time like we were doing Crimson Lovers. Oh, yeah, sure that's like a synth heavy song. Yeah, and that's when we like started kind of leaning towards what we wanted to do a bit more anyway. Mm -hmm. So, and there was certainly that, and then. I guess uh, some of it as well was necessity. Like when we when we ditched having a drummer as well, that kind of like a really pushing over the edge too. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We've always had trouble with like drummers and stuff, and like we can't. We really just like we have never really had a consistent like drum uh, like a member that that was able to play drums. I don't know why it would just never happen. Um, so we decided, hey, let's just go with a drum machine, um, and that really like yeah changed our sound. Um, because uh, we're just like, now that we're doing a drum machine thing, we kind of have to play in that direction more. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of how, like, the sound now has happened. Yeah. Wait, did you guys write the album with thoughts that it was going to be on a drum machine or no? Because that was, like, during the trans transition period. I totally forgot about that. Um, I wasn't actually, the whole out the first album... I wasn't actually planning on, um, yeah, having a drum machine, but, um, yeah, it just actually halfway through the, halfway through yeah, the album, exactly. like it kind of became like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to write for a drum machine kind of sound. And, but then the beginning of the beginning of the half of the album, when I was writing it, it was like, oh, I was like planning on having a real drummer and then, but we decided halfway through that we're not going to have a drummer. So yeah. It was like kind of half and half. Now we're just like fully on board with like having, having no drummer and just using a drum machine. People have been asking us like, "Hey, can I join your band? Like, do you need a drummer?" I'm just like, "No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, well, not fuck you." Bought, not after we bought a whole damn laptop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, it's like we buy we're a laptop and then and then we find a, now now all these drummers are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> we're like, we just bought the laptop. Come on." <laughs> And also, uh, I also realized that like, um, like when we were like kind of like trending towards like having a being drummerless, that like all our favorite bands like Beach House or I don't know, just like um, Cocteau Twins, Cocteau Twins, I don't know, like some other, yeah, they, they all have like they all have drum machines. So like, I mean, naturally, maybe like I, I was thinking in my head like maybe just we're just naturally trending towards not having a drummer anyway, so. We're just gonna, I'm just gonna give it a little push and then just, we're not gonna have drummers now. So, yeah. Definitely get that. I mean, some bands are like that. They just, you know, just, just can't keep a, a certain instrument, a certain member, and it's just nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. what I like to, like, um, stress in the band too. Just kind of go in the direction that it's gonna go and not force anything to, if it's not gonna be, then just don't, like, try too hard to, like, make it into something. It's like, I kind of just go with the flow and like let it let it happen just like how the band started you know it's like we just kind of naturally started 
Whereas like I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to start a band or something like. It was like, oh, like this happened, and I just kind of went with flow. And the same with the drummer, drum machine thing too. It's just, it's like another aspect of us just kind of just going with it because, yeah, we just didn't have a good record with drum drummers, so we're just gonna just go full, 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 full on with that. So, yeah. And you know, with you guys' current sound, um, I know. With what, Aether, with what Aether said, um, how you were kind of like writing the album, kind of half based on the drum machine, half based on a real drummer. Yeah. Um, so like with the writing process, do you guys all pull in from different inspirations, the same inspirations, but different takes on it? How does that work? Mm, as far as inspiration goes, like the kind of bands we like? Or? The kind of bands you like and how that like feeds into like your writing process. <clears throat> um... I don't know. Um, yeah, we listen to a lot of different bands, but lately we've been listening to a lot of shoegaze and post-punk and stuff. And um, definitely, there was like a lot of conscious decisions. Like we're just like, oh, we're gonna we're trying to make a shoegaze song, or we're trying to make some post-punk like new wave songs. And um, we had like a bunch of different ideas for um, the album, but we just weeded out the ones that weren't kind of like in the in the pocket we we're trying to play in. And then, yeah, it just kind of happened that way. But, um, yeah, stylistically, you're asking? Like, how did it all... Yeah, like, how, like how, does, how do all these different inspirations, like, come together and form, like, like a luxury furniture store? Oh, um, I don't know. How did... Do you want to answer that? I mean, I guess it's kind of like a case-by-case -case basis. You come up with, like, a, an initial idea, and then, you know, like, hey, it kind of sounds like X, Y, or Z, and then... Maybe you start like building on that idea and then you, you notice you're just, you just kind of like catch yourself sort of borrowing different aspects about whatever it is you're doing. Like, uh, I don't know, it's like, man, I was kind of doing this thing and I was thinking about like, uh, I was thinking about doing like a Cocteau Twins, like Bluebell Knoll type thing, but I don't know, like maybe for the outro here, this is kind of sounding a bit more like Riot or something or whatever. It's just, it just kind of happens, I'd say. It's, it's not really something I would say is all that conscious, at, at least not from my perspective, but I, I'm not really <clears> the main <throat> songwriter, so. Same, like, that. that's a, that's that's how I would explain it, too, like, actually, like, um, it's like there's hardly anything conscious that goes with songwriting. It's like, um, yeah, it's always just, like, me. It's it just, it has nothing to do with me sometimes, actually. Like, I just kind of write it, I wrote it and stuff, but it just kind of happens. It doesn't really... The whole process of it is like, like it, it's, it's honestly beyond me. It's just like one day, just you'll just feel the creative vibes, and then you just kind of do it, and then there's like a whole song. But it also, I like, I like looking back at it because, um, in retrospect, it kind of shows me what I've been listening to at the time. Like, um, like I don't know, slow death. It's like I was actually trying to write a grime song, like a grimesy song, but then it totally <laughs> turned out like. Like, it totally turned out, like, not like that. And then, um, but it, it really gives me, like, a, like, in retrospect, a perspective of, like, the kind of music we've been listening to, like, I don't know, like, Dry Majesty or something, and, like, or, like, post-punk, like, New Wave stuff, like, because that song came out really, like, post-punkish, New Wave-ish. So, um, yeah, it's just, like, it's, if anything, it's, like, a window into myself, like, into, like, what I was going through, rather than, like, like a expression of myself. Like I, I learn from, I learn more about myself from my own songs than, than I'm like really expressing myself, if anything. It's like almost like a reflection. Like, oh, did I really look like that? It's like, oh, it's like, you know, it's kind of weird. But yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of conscious uh, songwriting. Maybe we should, you know, maybe we should be more conscious, but a lot of stuff we just kind of let it, you know, yes. actually happen. Well, even when it is like naturally happening, I think it all sounds like beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, I love the album. Um, I was listening to it at work today. I was like, yeah, this shit, this shit yeah. slaps. Hell yeah. <laughs> this shit slaps. Thank you. You know, and you know, and you guys have you know released music, you released the album, and you know recently you guys uh, until your synth broke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys have been doing like a few shows around town and around the city, doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And one thing I find really interesting. Not that it's a bad thing. It's actually, I think it's really interesting and really cool. But you guys definitely stand out, like between the entire set list. Yeah. Because you'll you'll have like house shows with like a bunch of like 
teenagers and punk bands, and it's like, hey, here's these like depressed guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> depressed guys. Yeah. You know, so how, how how is it like like being in the scene and like kind of like being all like all over the place in a good way, in the sense that like you just like feed to like anyone. Hmm. Um. Personally, how does it feel like? Yeah, like how, like how is it like you know playing music around the city to like a, almost like a new audience like every other night? Oh, uh, it's uh, it's it's you know I would just say it's um, it's thrilling and um, it's uh, yeah like we do bring like um, something else to the table. Uh, I do feel like um, yeah like I don't know do you, what do you what do you how do you feel about that? Or, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, sort of, you know, it's just, uh, just kind of is. Honestly, I, I don't know. I don't really have much of an opinion on it, to be honest. It's pretty cool. Uh, just getting a kind of a wide net, I suppose. But the uh, outrageousness. I feel like we are being a little, like, um, like standoutish and outrageous, and that's kind of what we we wanted to do from the beginning. It's like showing up to like a a party and like you're the only one in a Halloween costume or something you know yeah. it's like you're just like or like walking down the mall feel, like going to like Gap and then like looking crazy or something <laughs> you know just like people look at you all weird but also in that setting it's more understandable so people uh, you know react to it in a positive way rather than if you went to a mall with like a weird get up like people would be like worried like should i be worried <laughs> yeah you know? like, it's just safe. <laughs> but at a show it's like people are just like hell yeah those hell guys yeah. get it you know it's like that's that's the vibe i've been getting and yeah that's like um yeah i, I like that people get get that vibe and yeah yeah i mean for me i really care about my art so it's just like no matter where we play where we show whatever I want it to be the best experience ever. So even if it's in the backyard of someone's house or mm -hmm. in the best venue ever, I want everything to be the same quality. That's very important to me. So, um, she's our quality control. Yeah, I'm the quality <laughs> control. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's just very important to me that like I don't. I feel like everybody should be presented the same material regardless of where we're at. Uh, I mean, like sometimes there's limitations, like the PA will only have one at the backyards show, but then we'll have like a whole sound guy mm. at, a, at a casino or something. But like, not a casino, but I mean, like a bar. Like dive bar. Yeah, we'll have like a whole sound guy. Or, well, the dive bar, we don't have a sound person. We usually do it ourselves. No, dive, bar, dive bar. No, dive no bar they does. have a sound person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So there'll be a sound person there, like mixing it for us. So it's going to sound a little better, but that's out of our control. Anything within our control, we're going to make 100% like just the best thing we can. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of art, <clears throat> I know you guys mentioned before, you got an art studio. I used to. So I was like a BFA student at UNLV. And they gave us a... What? <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Bachelors of Fine Arts. So at oh, okay. UNLV, you can like major in art, but like the last year you have to try out for to be in the fine art um, category. Just It's just a one more word on your <laughs> degree. <laughs> so um, I tried out, I got it. And then like one of the perks is that you get a studio space there for the whole last year. Oh, wow. So that's what I had, like a little studio space. And they said we could do whatever we wanted with it. And it was 24 hours. Oh, so, shit. No way. <laughs> that's why I was like, hey, you guys you should just go in there and do that. Um, I don't know why we stopped doing that. I guess because we got here. Oh, right the, here. the art studio? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's more space here. So we got the space. And it was like... Also, we couldn't be... Was it... We couldn't be loud there, right? Or no, something? I think you could be loud. But... Yeah, I don't know why we stopped doing that. Well, <laughs> oh, I mean, I graduated too, so... There's oh. not a lot... There wasn't a lot of room in there either. Mm-hmm. And we wanted, like... Because we were... At the time, we were adding, like, more people to the band. Like, that was that was when Spectre had, like, a little... Little... <laughs> yeah, I had, like, a little 10-watt bass amp at one point. Oh, God. I, I had that thing since I was in, like, middle school, and... and <laughs> was it, like... And your dad's, dad's guitar, right? Or dad's yeah, my, bass guitar? Yeah, I was using my dad's bass, yeah. And then, like, what was that? I think, like, the first time we ever tried to, like, to play at an uh, actual rehearsal space, it's like, 
Wow, I can't hear my bass at all. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was just blasting him out of the water. It's pretty funny though. I was like, yeah. So as you go and like actually get a bass cab, that was fun. That was fun? Yeah. Yeah. So is that your inspiration for you playing bass is your dad? I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, dad or... And I was listening to a lot of Rush as well when I was like in middle school too. So um, <laughs> yeah. Well, your I mean, dad's like an old old uh, OG um, shoegazer, right? Yes, yeah, he is. Nineties LA shoegaze scene. Yeah, I, I was pretty much raised on like Cocteau Twins and like Red House Painters and stuff like that. So oh, wow, nice. Yeah, I just grew up with that. Nice. And what's the story behind behind your, uh, your guys is like also like with like you and your art and your sense and you you know, singing guitar you know what's it what's the story behind that like how did that come into play and lead into this if you wanna go for oh well uh, I've always done music since I was a kid I'm trying to think like I guess it all started in middle school I learned the clarinet <laughs> <laughs> but I learned the clarinet because my dad wouldn't let me get a piano and then uh, my middle school was throwing away one and we picked it up so that's I taught myself piano and that's where when I got obsessed with it because it's just like it's everything it's like the whole orchestra in one instrument and the synthesizers just came naturally after that like that little um, my girl Korg was like, got it in 2006 or something. Hmm. So I've had it forever. That was like my first synth and I still use it. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about you? Me? Oh, um, yeah, I learned, I started playing guitar from the age of 12 or 13, I think. Um, I just, oh, and before that I was playing piano since kindergarten too because my mom was a piano teacher and my dad's my grandma was also a piano teacher like in Korea um, not just a piano teacher but she was like the best in her town oh wow so I come from a musical background my brother also plays music and um, yeah um, he's also in a he's in a band as well but yeah I started playing guitar at age 14 um, I wanted to play like Slipknot and stuff, because I was like hell into Slipknot when I was a kid. And uh, I don't know, um, my friend, one of my one of my best friends from intermediate school, he also picked up the guitar at the same time, and I just felt like this like competitive thing with him. Like it was just like a competition at that point. Like, oh, you got the guitar too. I, <laughs> I got the guitar well, look too. What I can play. <laughs> and then it just like became a competition, and that's kind of what like in the beginning kind of propelled me to like learn guitar more extensively um and um yeah and like ever since then like i just kept on playing um i, I, I kept getting encouragement from my family and my friends like oh you're so good you're so good even though i really wasn't <laughs> but, <laughs> but, was I, like I, but you know it felt good that i was actually you know putting my heart and soul into something so i, I kept doing it kept doing it um yeah and then um yeah i just uh just kept on playing. Just kept on playing. Just kept on playing. Yeah, and um, I can play drums as well. That that kind of, uh, I don't know. Drums is kind of a necessity. So like I I was like in Portland, um, like a five or six years back. I was living in Portland, and I was like you know jamming with a lot of friends, um, and then they would always like kind of need a drummer or something. So I would just you know I started picking up on the drums because nobody else wanted a drum so I was like okay I might as well do it and then that's kind of when I started drumming too and um yeah drummers are a rarity these days drummers are a rarity they really really are they are it's a hard instrument I'm not gonna lie I've had a drum kit since I was a kid as well because I begged my dad for one of those too but like I could never learn it it's just like the I don't understand like my hands like I can do them all individually and they all work as a team but once i have to do my arm my foot the left foot the right foot, you know yeah, like, i'm it, just it, like i don't it's get it complicated i don't get it it doesn't unless i could see it like written out but then i'm not like a true a drummer because i have to see where the line where it lines up yeah mm -hmm. makes sense makes a lot of sense all right yeah yeah and with you guys very different backgrounds very oh my god mm -hmm. you know 
Um, I just I find it so interesting that you guys just really come together and create like this like like unique sound, especially out here in Vegas. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy, you know. Yeah, I was um I was like partly like really inspired by this actually this jam space right here. Um, when we were like um when we were just kind of going through like different styles and stuff like back then, before this album, we were like actually trying to do like a strictly shoegaze dream pop kind of thing. Um, in the beginning, but um, I got like kind of personally, I was like trying to take inspo from everything around me. And there's like a big metal scene in this jam space right here, uh, community. And I kind of wanted to combine in my head. I was like, what's the what's the perfect middle ground between dream pop and metal and like something darker? And I was like, it's got to be post punk, yeah. like you know, like post punk or something like that. It was like a good. The, like goth music and stuff you know it's like it's a good middle ground between in my opinion dream pop shoegaze and like the darker stuff like metal and all that so that's kind of that's kind of why i decided to land on that look like um style when we're like doing like this first album yeah i just wanted to i like taking inspo from everything and like um yeah so that's just kind of how that happened you yeah. know and, you know, with the conversation of, like, uh, you know, like, New Wave and all that stuff, post-punk, um, I feel like I just got to ask, you know, just as a general question, mm-hmm. you know, what does luxury furniture... Fuck. <laughs> what the, what does luxury furniture furniture store think of Unknown Pleasures? Unknown Pleasures? Yeah. Mm. It's cool, but I prefer the chameleon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> No comments. No comments. Beeping <laughs> 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 with Ian Curtis over here. It is like that fun. Unknown pleasures. Yeah. I'm gonna get crucified. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic, the classic album. But, I mean, we don't really like you know, take inspo from Joy Division that much. Actually, like I mean, we 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 respect them for what they do, but um, I I I haven't actually personally taken much inspo from Joy Division. We take more inspiration from The Cure, if anything. Okay. Yeah, The Cure and maybe even okay. The Smiths. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, Morrissey. If, if anything, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's a hot take. That's a hot take topic. Hot take right there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, too, We yeah. do not support. We I don't mean, support. I. It's I'm just... not like that, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah. Definitely The Cure, though. We, we really love The Cure, all of us. Yeah, I feel like like we all pretty like you and you and Spectre like really get along in music taste wise. But I feel like I'm the most like out there, not out there, but like just not really yeah. on the same length. But I'm not writing the music, so it doesn't really matter to me. Oh, like, you're not that far. Off. I mean, you're not that far. Off. Really? Yeah, I like you know I like we run like songs by you and like you know basically if you if you like it like. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, your opinion holds weight and also. Okay, great. (laughs) You're not just like a dead burden. (laughs) And then, you know, with all this amazing stuff going on and you guys continuing to evolve your sound, evolve your look, evolve evolve your characters, you know, what does the future hold in store for you guys and everything you guys are doing? Are there any upcoming plans, any ideas you want to throw out? Mm. So many big Plans. So many big plans. So many big, I'm so excited for uh, April. Yeah. April is going to be a big month. one. I can't say anything because I want to keep it a surprise. Yeah. Um, but there's going to April's the month of transformation for us. Ooh. Yeah. There's going to be new new things coming up. Um, I think we, uh, yeah, we already announced it, but we're playing this uh, um, um, show with uh, Midwife. Uh, Odd Fellows on March twenty seventh, right? Yeah, I think it was the twenty seventh. Yeah, so we're really excited for that one because Midwife is like one of my one of my personal like like finger yeah, musicians. So like yeah, so yeah. that's gonna be really nice. And then um, yeah, she's gonna be straight off this the tour with Deaf Heaven, Deaf Heaven, which is also another really cool band that I really like. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And then there's like a. A few other ones in April that we we have yet to announce, but yeah, we're working on we're working on some cool stuff, and um, yeah, 
I don't know how much we could say about that one because we we like it's, to keep it. Yeah, it's still brewing. A surprise. It's still brewing. Very like, much. Like I'm the brew. type of artist that doesn't like to show the process, and I just like to you know one day you'll see me with like a blank canvas and the next day the canvas is done. Like, um, yeah, I don't like people seeing the in between, and I guess that's where like the whole polished look thing happens too. We practice so much, we refine our look outside of that so that when we're ready people are like wow this just seems like you know um effortless i like that yeah same with the album too like when we we're recording it and writing and stuff when we were i mean now we can talk about it because it's already out but yeah like we went through a lot of different things like you know transformations and sound sound like we're, we're like always like thinking about like oh what's, what's what are we gonna do right here what are we gonna do, do right there and like you know mixing wise too like when we were mixing the album like we were we we've just literally tried and been through every everything of the whole process and uh, yeah, i don't even want to think about like all the different versions what had summer went through it was like oh, yeah there's like there's like 20 different versions of the first song the second song on the album widow summer um yeah we we just we just go through a lot and i'm kind of a fickle person sometimes like i'm like i would write a song i'm just like is that really good though? And then I would like rewrite it again. And then, yeah, yeah that's the kind of bullshit that I put my band through. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like 10, 10 versions later, you'll be like, actually, I kind of liked that one. The, the first, first one. Time. <laughs> I liked the first one. He's done that before. <laughs> that's actually, yeah, like that whole album, it's been through so many different things. And like, yeah. But, um, in the, in the, in the future, like whatever we do in the future, I'm personally, trying to take it more of like a, you know, like a more natural, you know, take it. So I just write a song and then just put it out there. Just let it be itself. Yeah. That's kind of like the approach I've been trying to take lately. I'm just letting the song be the song, you know, instead of being like the disappointed parent, like, <laughs> oh, why couldn't you be more like this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to accept the song when it comes out. When it comes out of me, I'm just going to be like, you're beautiful either way. Wow. So just accept it and love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's the new approach. I'm Break the generational trauma. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, good stuff. Lots of stuff in the future. Lots of stuff in the works. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. I, I look forward to April for sure. Um, that's that's a key word for everyone. April. April. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone's gonna be looking up for anything like you know wondering what we're doing april is the month for sure april april awesome you'll well, see us you'll see us around our you know flyers and stuff and whatnot it's a thing it's a cool thing it's a cool thing we got some cool things there you go oh i'm very very excited can't wait for it you know, and um, before we wrap things up, is there like anything else you guys like want to mention? You know, what could people find your music? What can they find your social medias? All that stuff. Mm, you wanna? Well, yeah, yeah, you're well, you're the social media dude, so. I am. Yeah. Um, so shout them all out. Shout them all out. You're pointing to me, and it's like I don't know anything about social media. Yeah, true. <laughs> I am the social media coordinator. <laughs> um, yeah, you could add us on Instagram. Uh, luxury furniture store band, right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, and we also have a Twitter. What's the Twitter? Uh, just luxury music, I think. Like luxury music. Luxury yeah. music. Hey, cool. <laughs> and uh, we have a Facebook luxury furniture store, whatever. Just look I us know, up I, there. I don't think there is like a tag for it. Just <laughs> literally just luxury furniture Find store. Our music. Yes. <laughs> Do you see how good we are with the social media? <laughs> Find our music on. Uh, Spotify, Instagram. Apple Music, Bandcamp. <laughs> Wait, Spotify, Bandcamp. Like every social media platform imaginable. Everywhere possible. Just yeah. find us everywhere. Some obscure, <laughs> like, I don't know, some obscure Chinese social media platform, probably. We're on, we're on TikTok, too. <laughs> yeah, so. Also yeah. AOL, uh, Neopets. Um, Neopets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? The, had, what is the one where you're like little dudes? It's like the metaverse before the metaverse was the metaverse. The has... Club Penguin? No, well, you can, you can fucking find us on clubpenguin.com. <laughs> Club Penguin used to be the shit back then. <laughs> yeah. That was my shit. Before they had the word censors and everything, before it was owned by Disney. Dude, oh my god, that was terrifying. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus Christ. This, oh, God, not the Club Penguin drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, I, I think that's a good spot to end things off. Uh, thank you guys so much. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm really happy to be doing this again, and especially with amazing people, talented people like all of you guys. And, um, thank you. You know, thank you. It means a lot. Um, and as always, thank you, the listener, for listening to this episode of the Crooked Eye section to find my social media as well as uh, luxury furniture stores uh, social media be sure to check the podcast description below and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all future episodes leave a five-star review to help boost posts and you know just boot like this episode share it on soundcloud share it on myspace craigslist um everywhere imaginable pornhub if you want i don't really care and um you know i'll see you guys next time <laughs> deuces bye, yeah, bye.